Hello and welcome to the Sussex by the Sea podcast, a podcast about all things Hastings United. Can I wish that all of you have had as good a Christmas as possible? And on today's show, we have yet another club legend and mastermind of that cup run. I mean, who could forget that night at the pilot field with 4,000 with many more turned away, the great Sean Ray. Also on the show, a few words from Kenny Poe and a lot of New Year's love from the fans, players and management team of Hastings United. Enjoy Hastings fans, and now here's that legend, Sean Ray. Hey, Sean. Uh, Hi, mate. Yeah, well, I'm, now that I'm speaking to you, fella, absolute pleasure. To you. Right, I've got, I've got quite a few questions for you that um, some of the fans have sent in as well. Yeah. Things I first want to ask you, like, you know, you, you must have played nearly what? I don't know, 350, 400 games for Hastings? You've got I to have been on. Yeah, I think it's 398 I'm stuck on. So I nearly got to the 400. Yeah, nearly, nearly. And like you bagged, what, you, you had over 50 goals, didn't you? Yeah, I think I'm about 55, 56 goals, something like that. Oh, right. No, you know, like for, for a centre-half, that's a, you know, you've got a good few goals. What did you put that down to? I just loved heading a football. Mm. I don't know why. Must be something wrong with me. But ever since, probably since like late teens, really, I just absolutely loved heading a football. And I used to play up front when I was younger. And I started off up front uh, for Rye. And then I went and played for St. Leonard's. Mm. I think it was Southern League days back then um, when I was younger. I can't remember the league, what it was called then. And, and I used to play up front then. And it was mm. just like, just playing there, I just developed a love of like testing myself against big centre-halves. And, and back then, I mean, we're going back like 20 odd years then. Yeah. And there were some huge centre-halves back then. <laughs> and um, I just like testing myself against them. And then it was, I think it was, Glyn White was my manager at the time and he, he put me at centre-half a couple of times and then Gary Wilson put me at centre-half at Eastbourne Borough a couple of times and then Steve Lovell always played at centre-half for Steve Lovell at Hastings and it was really when I was at Hastings, under Steve, when I first went there, that every game I just loved heading a football. I just waited for the opposition to put the ball up in the air. I just wanted them to put it in the air all the time. And it was, yeah, that was oh, about 17, 18 years ago now. And it's and I'm still, I only just stopped doing it now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, any, anyone that's ever watched the play, Sean, knows that you bloody love, I mean, you love clearing the area. Yeah, here he yep. comes. And he's going to, everyone's going with him and you're getting rid of that ball. There's no way. If anyone's putting it in the air near you, well, there's only one winner. I think it's just that, just the penalty box as well. You know, mm. it's just like, just love keeping clean sheets, love keeping clean sheets, love winning the headers. Yeah, just love, love defending the penalty box. And it's weird, isn't it? <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, you think it's a bit of a dying art now. I mean, I know, you know, Aggie and, and, and his beautiful football. But like, there's not that, those that, you know, I sort of like, think about yourself, like, you know, there's a, there's a bit of the Neil Ruddock about you. There's a bit of a lot of different defenders about you. A bit of Gary Mabbit in there, I think. You know, like, you know, I don't know if you would get upset being referred to as a Tottenham defender. But you, I don't know what your team is. What is your team, by the way, Sean? I'll support Liverpool. Support Liverpool. So what, as, a, as a Liverpool fan, what would you say if you were the centre-half? You're not going to say you're Jim Beglin. So who, are you going to, who, who would you style your, your football on being a Liverpool um, fan? I don't. I don't really know to be honest with you. I think. I think back when I first started, it's your, your job was to defend, defend the penalty box, was mm. to win your headers and win your tackles. And I think nowadays it's. I don't want to say more based on being a technical football player, mm. but I think it's a lot more technical now than what it ever was back when I was younger. And it's. 
I think it's just getting that balance right, isn't it? Like nowadays, I think we went through a stage at Hastings, especially with some of the youngsters, where it was a case of they've always got to try and play first. Yeah. And I think they lost that element of got to defend first. Mm. Um, and I think Aggie's brought that back now. And I think bringing Gary Alfie to the football club was oh, a great yeah. move. Absolutely. Um, because he's probably more your old school. Yeah. You know, he will defend first rather than play first. And and I think any centre-half back when I was younger, if you could play, that was just a bonus. Mm. Um, so I don't know I don't know who I'd probably model myself on, um, to be honest with you. It was... Who's your favourites then? Come on. Who's it, who's it you used to like... You know, you watch them, you just love them. You thought, ah, you know, but you'd style yourself. You know, you think, hang on, I've got to make a challenge like him. I mean, I, I, I'm thinking like from a sliding challenge point of view, you think of the Julian Dixes, your Stuart Pierces, but they're not like the centre-halves that, I mean, I can't nah. fuck Any... when, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, it used to be like John Barnes and uh, and Ian Rush, people like that, because I used to play up front as a kid. Oh, yeah, I'm forgetting, of course. Yeah, yeah, sorry. All the way through. So it sort of like changed when I got to sort of like my 20s and 20, mm. early 20s, really, um, when I was probably a main centre-half from that sort of age. And it was yeah. just... So it's probably a bit hard for me to model my game on players then. But I think when you whenever you watch football back then, centre-halves were what you'd probably call proper centre-halves, aren't they? Mm. I think most of them got stuck in and put tackles in, won their headers and things like that. So it was, but as, as I was growing up younger, it was always mm. the, the ones that put the ball in the back of the net that used to excite me. Well, yeah, I mean, I'd say, because I'm originally I'm from like, just down the road from QPR in West London. Yeah. And we had this centre-half called Darren Peacock, yeah? And he, yeah. he had like a big old Pat Sharp, yeah. hair, Pat Sharp hair, yeah? Went and to Newcastle, he, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he used to, at QPR, he used to think he was the, the dog's... Harsh language. Yeah, and, and, and he weren't. Yeah, he, he weren't. He weren't there yet. He weren't finished article. But um, so many players used to out-physical him, you know, because we had Alan McDonald next to him. And Alan McDonald was like a proper classic centre-half. He's taking everyone out with his def- defending. Yeah, it was, it's, I don't know, it was the hair. The hair did it for me. I just... <laughs> so, it was, it, yeah, it's probably harder for me because I changed positions. Yeah, um, as long as you didn't model it on Ronnie Rosenthal. No, 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 never that. For I never had a left foot. <laughs> Can you remember that, miss? Do you still I remember that miss? Yeah. yeah, you can forget that. If that was me on my left foot, I probably would have done the same. How old are you, Sean? Because I, I, I remember back in the day, obviously, when your lot were winning the leagues. And then, obviously, there was that year that Arsenal nicked it off you in the last game. I mean, yeah. were, we, were, you, were you... How old are you? Because I'm... I'm so, I'm, I'm nearly 40. Uh, I was quite oh, happy okay, with the Observer so... last week, because uh, in the Observer, they said I was 38. So oh, I was, nice uh, one. You claimed a few I've years made up with that. I think I've, yeah, I've got three months' time and I'm 40. So. Oh, okay. All right. So you would have, you would have, but you would have. Called... About eight then, about eight or nine. When... What when when you when you lost the title to Arsenal? Yeah, that was eighty nine. Yeah, but yeah, no, that was. I remember my whole street. Just, sorry, mate. I don't want to upset you. I don't want you <laughs> cut me off here. But where we were, because you were winning it all the time. You were like the United at the time. You know, Man United. I mean, yeah. it's not that now. It's Man City in it, but like you were winning all the time, and just the way the way it nicked it off you in your ground. Yeah. That must have been a bit of a signal. Well, it is as a kid. You know, yeah. You're gutted as a kid. Into the world, like, doesn't it? Like when, you're, oh, when, when you're a kid. Just like, yeah. Never think you're going to get over it at that age. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, well, anyway, I supported the useless team in QPR, so we always got beat. Yeah, but anyway, going on from there, Sean, got when and what team did you make your senior football debut? So, my debut was, I think I was six, 17. Yeah. And I went to Royal United. They were back in the county days then. I can't remember who it was against. I was on the bench. Uh, Alan Hodd was the manager. 
right. And I was playing for St. Leonard's at the time. Uh, I was sort of like in their reserves. I've been on the bench a couple of times for the first team in an FA Cup game, which was freaking miles away somewhere. It was about like a five-hour journey. And I was on the bench and then come back and then Alan Hodd turned up at the front door. And I went, because he knew my dad, so he came in. Yeah. And I went over to Rye and I just thought getting out and playing men's football was what I needed to do at that age. Yeah. And I think it was County 3 then. And then we won County 3, County 2 and County 1. Yeah. In the three years that I was there. And then I went to St. Leonard's. Well, back to St. Leonard's, should I say. We, had you always been like, you know, as you are? Because I've, I've, I've been watching you ever since I moved down from up, well, up from London. I always get this wrong. Up from London. <laughs> it is up, isn't it? Or is it down down, isn't it? It's down, down south. I guess still fucking, <laughs> fucking, yeah, I'm useless. But, but like, um, ever since you've always been that this sort of proper stocky. I mean, were you, when you were 16, were you, had you filled out yet? Or had you? No, I hadn't, you... I hadn't filled out then. I was actually quite slim. Believe it or not, I was actually, my, my game back then when I was younger was all about my pace, really. All right. Okay. So I was rubbish in the air. Um, what? What? Rubbish in the air. So I, I had sort of like four years when I was at youth football. I was at Crystal Palace for four years. Okay. And uh, I got released at 15, just before, just before I was 16. Mm. And then uh, I stopped playing, really. And then, what, and then what, I went back, back, got back into it around St. Leonard's. And, and then, like I say, Hoddy then took me to Rye. All right. Um, but yeah, I was, I was quick back then. I was a bit slimmer, a bit quicker. All right. um, and then I think it was, I probably started to fill out more when I started working, really. Yeah. And, what's, uh, what's your work? What, what's your job? So now I'm a PE teacher. Uh, yeah. But back then, I was a hod carrier then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was up and down the old ladders on a hod. Actually, I was yeah. hod carrying for Terry White. <laughs> <laughs> Back then, yeah. yeah. So it was him that made me stocky. You can blame yeah, him. Yeah, how many tea breaks did you get with him? Oh, to be fair, that was one of the bonuses. Yeah. So there'd always be breakfast on the garnel. Oh, nice one. <laughs> Little greasy spoon. Uh, someone's mentioned this about you were uh, playing in the same team as Gareth Barry. Yeah, well, I went through school with Gareth. Yeah. Uh, so we both went to William Parker. Um so, yeah, I knew Gareth before I went to William Parker because, obviously, he was at Hollington Primary mm. and I was at Churchwood, which both up in Hollington. And he used to live where well, he used to live by Hollington School. So I knew Gareth anyway from the local football scene, obviously playing mm. at youth football. But Gareth always played a year up, so I never actually played against him oh, uh, unless, it, unless it was a school fixture. Any um, tasty then, challenges, that, you know, anything to... Nah, anything nothing to really. I mean, obviously, I got to know him properly when I went to secondary school. Mm. Obviously, went together in year seven and then, yeah, just played football all, all the way through with him there, really. I mean, how good was he? Is, is, was he always a good player? I mean, yeah. or was he yeah. just... See, this is the thing about Gareth as well. See, when we first played at William Parker, me and Gareth played up front together mm. uh, at year seven. So we were both set the forwards back then. Oh, and, well, uh, and in year seven, we won everything. Year seven and eight, we won, well, yeah, we won everything locally. And he was... You know, I grew up with Duncan. Um, so Duncan used to live around the corner from me as well. Um, right. and, and everyone used to say about Duncan and Gareth. For me, Gareth was always the best football player yeah. in this town because Gareth mm. could do everything. Mm. He was really quick back then as well. His pace was probably really deceptive, but he could dribble past players for fun. He mm. could score from anywhere. And he was just an all-round football player. And mm. But he was so dedicated to it uh, yeah. in his training, in, even at school, like he was head down at school, got all his work mm. done, was, you know, a good boy at school. And <laughs> no, he no beers? He weren't no, on the he, beers or anything, no? Nothing like that. Oh. Nothing like that at all. He was, no. uh, he was a proper good boy. And yeah. uh, <laughs> he was at Brighton at the time as well. Yeah. And so he took it really seriously. Mm. And look where it got him. Yeah, that's a great, great career. 
Well, yeah, great career he did. Right, but anyway, we're not, but we're not going on about him. This is your career <laughs> we're talking about now. Right, we've been asked loads of times about the FA Cup run. Yeah, because um, it was a funny season, wasn't it? I mean, from the league point of view, we you know we weren't doing that well. We weren't doing well, but like, just it was amazing the the complete polar opposite that the FA Cup run was. So I just anyway. yeah, it was. I mean, it was opposite. I think because we for the FA Cup games we could prepare properly. And obviously, I don't like to talk bad about things that were going on back then, but it was um, before FA Cup games, we were allowed to train on the pitch. Oh, wow. Um, but then league games and everything like that, all the other training sessions were done at Bexhill High School. Mm-hmm. And it was on a, an AstroTurf pitch, but on like hockey-based one. Oh, and we wow, only had a third really? of it. Um, didn't even have half of it, didn't even have a full pitch. Um, and we're bringing players in from all over the place, really, to, to train on that. And it was... It was pretty rubbish, but you know, there's no excuses in the league. We were just not good enough that year, plain and simple. And obviously, I take responsibility for that. But but the cup run was was great, and and the highlight for me at the cup run was was Harrogate at home, mm. because being being on your home pitch and it's you know sold out, got TV cameras there. It's like <laughs> who would ever have thought that at Hastings United? You know, it was yeah, it's brilliant. So Harrogate at home was definitely the highlight for me. One of the funny things about that game was. I was thinking, because you know our goalie was injured, right? Yep. And he couldn't dive one way, right? And they wouldn't knock it that way. And I was, oh, no. and I was I'm saying, what? what, what Even on the penalty shootout, the one yeah. that they missed, they actually went to his strongest side on it. And it was quite funny because we had a youth keeper, a goalkeeper on the bench as well, uh, yeah. Joe Winchester at the time. Hmm. And he was actually a very good goalkeeper when he was younger, Joe. Hmm. Um, and we were contemplating whether we had to play him or not. But I think it, the week leading up to that game, he actually broke his thumb. Oh. So we couldn't play him either. <laughs> so it was, <laughs> we were literally, that, that decision was taken out of our hands. So I, I like yeah. to think back and think, you know, if he didn't break his thumb, could yeah. have been a chance that we started him in, in probably the biggest game in the club's history, like a couple yeah. of years. And we could have started this 17-year-old who had never made his senior debut before. With a, with a broken thumb. And he broke his thumb. So in the end, we stuck Matt in goal. And it's it was like, meant to, it was meant to be. Yeah, it was meant to be, wasn't it? No, it was Definitely. a great. Oh, what a great night that was! I mean, that's that's not getting forgotten. That game, that that night. No, I hope not. I hope not because it's very rare that the pilot field sells out with mm. four thousand people, especially nowadays. And I think we could have got more in there. I think the council oh, would just yeah. been a bit mean on that. But to have all the TV cameras there, and yeah. and it was the the experience of the build up to that game. Mm. It was just yeah, it's brilliant. Really, really good. And and that's that's the memory that sticks out for me. Yeah, no, great stuff. No, it was a good memory. You're you're part of the coaching staff. Yep. At the moment at Hastings, that's in the youth academy. Yeah. Yep. I mean, do you see from what you're seeing these these young lads that are there at the moment? I mean, I know obviously COVID's mucked everything up. We might as well write this year off. But uh, what can can you see any more Ryan Worrells coming through the, the ranks? I mean, uh, what, what? Absolutely. I mean, you say one rule. You got Tom Chalmers and Alfie. Well. Yeah, um, you know, Alfie Peacock's there or thereabouts at the minute, mm. and he's only getting better. And the more he trains with the first team and, and around being around Aggie and Brownie, mm. the better he's going to get. But yeah, there's there's a lot more coming through. We're blessed at the minute, to be fair. You know, I'm not saying we've got the strongest academy teams for each age group, but within each age group, we've definitely got potential of mm. one, two, three players coming through for for a lot of the age groups, mm. which is what the academy was set up for. You know, you're never going to produce, you know, 11 players that are all capable from one age group coming through. Yeah. yeah but if yeah. you can get one, maybe two from each age group coming through and you get that convey about each year, mm. um, you know, you look further down the line of four or five years time, you could have a local side on the pitch. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, no. So much potential there. Yeah, have you? Have, is your dog snoring in the background or something? He is. I'm, I'm really sorry for that. <laughs> no, that's I've all got, right, mate. I'm thinking, is this me? And then I'm no. It's, yeah, I've got, uh, got an English bulldog. Yeah, yeah. No, it sounds like something like that. And he's yeah. around the corner though. He's not even near me. He's, he's over the other <laughs> side of the room. Don't you worry, mate. Don't he's snoring. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no. Like I'm interested about Tom Chalmers because my, uh, my 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 mate at work. Her, um, her fella is related to the Chalmers family and, and yeah. saying that he's, he's got like a, or he, or he had a, he had a trial at Burnley, apparently, uh, from, from what she said to us. Uh, I mean, so that just says that there's obviously, there's talent there and our point of view is in a club. It's great, isn't it? I mean, you just... Absolutely. You know... Uh, it's something the club's not had before. Mm. You know, yeah, we've had, we've produced local football players, you know, yeah. you've got Sam Adams in there at the minute. But none of these football players have come through our own youth section. It's mm. they've come from, you know, Sam Adams come from Tackaway. That's where he was. That's where he learned his football. So to actually produce our own football players from a young age is, mm. you know, you take extra pride in that, don't you? You know, yeah. it's great having local football players playing for your team. But if you're helping to create these players, you know, and Tom, Tom's been head and shoulders above most of his age group now for ever since he was younger. And you had mm. uh, Mark Gore actually was his coach for a good few years. So he's got to take a lot of credit for for Tom. Mm. And then since he's gone to Aggie and uh, Brownie, he's yeah. stepped it up even more, you know, and they've progressed him even further. And, and the thing about Tom is he, he's got incredible work rate, you know, and, and he listens. And if he keeps listening, mm. then, you know, who knows what's going to happen. Yes. Yeah. Sky's the limit, isn't it, really? And, and that's what it's all about. That's what you mm. that's what you want to create football players for. You know, if you get a Tom Chalmers that goes on to bigger and better things, mm. if you've got the rest of the academy that can see that pathway, then it just helps helps to promote it, um, gives the other boys something to aim for. Yeah. And and that's what it's all about. No, absolutely. Yeah. Once he was in the first team, he just like was a duck to water. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So and you know, and good luck to the boy. Absolutely. I mean, he found his youth football too easy. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I was with the under-18s for a couple of years and, it, you know, he was he was finding that easy at times. And it was sometimes when it's too easy, you pick up bad habits. Mm. So I think he needed to be taken out of that environment and put into yeah. the first team. Um, so he's definitely ready for it. And we're lucky that we've got, you know, a management team that are willing to give these youngsters a chance. Yeah. So all of the work that the academy coaches do, it's not for nothing, you know, because... If you put the work in and if the players put the work in then they get their mm. rewards at the end of it mm. like what where do you see yourself in the next because obviously you've, you've, you've just finished like you've just yeah. retired where, where do you see for yourself in the next couple of years i mean do you see yourself getting back into coaching like higher level or you know management or no. what would you think Def- definitely not management i wouldn't do that again so it's coaching wise who, who knows you know i'd like to be involved somewhere along the line um in senior football again uh, absolutely wouldn't be a manager again um but yeah i'd like i'd like to see myself somewhere involved along the line but the good thing is you know i've got plenty of time at the minute mm. so you know i'll use this time to actually go and watch some football and then never know what's going to happen down the line but mm. yeah i definitely like to be involved somewhere it's quite funny we've got we've got a dog snoring in, in your in the background <laughs> of you i've got a cat scratching on the door here yes yeah, like <laughs> well, you're lucky because i've actually got two of them i've got two of them in there and the other one's asleep on the floor and she's not snoring. But he's, on, he's over there and he is snoring. So luckily it's only one. Oh dear. No, that's all right. I've got a question here and it's, uh, it says here, can you relive some of your memories of the 2006-07 promotion season and what were the playoff games against Dover and Tooting and Mitchum like? Oh, that was, I love that season. Mm. Uh, that was brilliant because we lost, 
our first four league games that season. Mm. Uh, and we were awful, first four games as well. Really poor. And then we played, um, I think it was Fleet Town away. Mm. And they were top of the league at the time, which was our fifth game. And we were 2-0 down. And we ended up coming back and winning 3-2 in the second half. And mm. Fleet Town's pitch used to be on a massive slope. All right. And their manager was actually one of your ex-QPR players, Andy Simpton. Oh, right. Okay. He was their manager at the time. All right. And uh, we were, yeah, 2-0 down and we won 3-2. Yeah. They were top of the league. We were bottom. That was on a Tuesday night. And then mm. on the Saturday, we played Dulwich Hamlet at home. And they were then top of the league. And we were like second bottom. And we beat them 4-2. Got to get and then we That's went, I, like. I think it, yeah. was, it was it, something like 20-odd games unbeaten mm. from there, which put us right back up in the mix. And, you know, we didn't have a... We didn't, we didn't have a brilliant side. Mm. You know, we didn't have any like players in there that are what you'd say head and shoulders above anything else in the league, mm. like that creative spark. But what we had was people that would graft, you know, people that mm. would work hard. Um, we had that great togetherness, a lot of local players in there. And we, and we had a strong spine, you know, we had the best mm. goalkeeper in the league, in Lee Wargan. And in my opinion, we had the best centre-half in the league as well, in, in Addy, mm. for what he'd done, you know. Yeah. And... Yeah, I mean, for me, Wargs probably, you know, won us so many points that season. And then got us into playoffs in the end. And it was, to be fair, the playoff semi-final at Dover was was one of the easiest games to get up for because I always remember they put it out there that they'd already booked their celebration thing. They booked three days away. Yeah, they booked three days away in Spain somewhere. And, uh, and they put it out there as well, though. They were that confident of winning, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And um, we went down there and Sam Adams actually got sent off after about 15 minutes. And uh, we still ended up winning the game 2-0. And, and we were brilliant. We were absolutely brilliant that game. And, and then obviously we played two in a way in the, f- in the final. And I really fancied us in that game. I don't think we had lost. I didn't think we lost two in that season in the two games we played. Them. Mm. I just really fancied us that game. And the pitch suited us because it was, it was like a sand pit. There was no mm. grass on the pitch. It was... <laughs> Horrible, horrible pitch. And that suited us, though, because yeah. we weren't a football playing side. We yeah, were yeah. more of a back-to-front side, get the ball up in towards Addy, play off mm. second balls. And we got a lot of joy from that. And mm. again, we deserved to win that game. And yeah, that was that was good. But the after losing the first four games of the season, that, sh- that showed character, to be fair. Yeah. And, and that's what we had in abundance in that side. Yeah. Wow. Nice one. Nice Happy one. Days. Yeah. Well, how's the how's the club changed in your opinion? I know you like you've touched on that you'd never touch management again. Yep. Is that just because of of how bad an experience it was, or you just don't like that role? Or what? No, it's not that I didn't like the role. I think at the time, you know, I didn't actually want the bloody job. Hmm. It was I was still playing. I think I was thirty one at the time, uh, still playing. Still felt like I had a lot to offer on the pitch at that time, yeah. and I turned it down twice. And both times, I spoke to Dave Waters at the time and said to him that Adam Hinchwood is the man that should be getting a job. Mm. And I remember Dave phoning me up saying that I've spoken to Adam. It's not feasible. I don't know if it was down to budgets and things like that, but I said to him, you know, get Adam as your manager. Yeah. So he went back again and he turned it down. And then I think Dave asked me about four or five times. And in the end, I said, look, I said, I'll do it. Okay, I'll do it. Let's, let's see what happens to the end of the season. Mm. I think we won our first seven games or something. And I thought, Christ, this is easy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, but yeah, and it, it wasn't a bad experience. Obviously, when you've got the FA Cup run in there, it's how can it be a bad experience? Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's just like now, you know, you look at how far the club's come. So when, 
when I was back there, I said we had no training facilities. You know, we used to train at Bexhill High School and a third of an Astro. Now they're allowed to train on the pitch. It's like, but not only that, you know, they've got full-time management set up. Mm. Now they've got a full-time academy. And it's, you know, I've got a full-time job, which I absolutely love. You know, I love my job. And I just wouldn't have the time or the commitment to do what's required there now. You know, and you look what Billy's trying to do with the football club, how much he's pushed it on since he's been there. You know, I look around the pilot field now and all the changes that he's made and it, mm-hmm. everything about the club from when, from when I was there to where it is now, it's just so much more professional. It's on and off the football pitch, you know, and, and the reason it's that is because the management are very professional, you know, they're thorough in what they do. They've got a vision, they've got a plan, um, but being full time, it allows them to, to put their plan into place, you know, mm-hmm. they get to work with the academy boys that are coming through. Um, and then you get Billy who's, you know, that's, you know, he's full-time professional off the pitch and it's, the club's just looking so, and feels so much more professional than what it ever has. Mm. And, um, and, and that's only a good thing, you know, and absolutely only a good thing. And what, and what now needs to happen is they need to kick on and, and get some promotions behind them. Yes. Yeah. I think everything's in place for it. Yeah. Is that just COVID's, uh, well, Isherman League, first of all, where uh, last year, but like COVID's really, uh, yeah, they, they were unlucky it, it last year. It's in the nuts, isn't it? Really, it is, and you know they were unlucky last year. They should yeah. have gone up last year, and if they didn't go up automatically last year, which you know I think logically, I think most of us realise that they probably would have done. Yeah, certainly from what I saw, I didn't see a lot of football to be honest, but from what I saw, what I read, who I spoke to, they were certainly one of the best sides in that league, mm. and the league table showed that. And, and nothing's changed this season, really. You know, they've got, you know, good backing from Darren Burney. You know, he's got good people behind him, Aggie. Mm. And I think, you know, the, the budget seems to be pretty strong still. So it's all geared up to go again. But it's just like I say, you know, they just need to make sure that we can get out of this COVID stuff mm. and make sure that they're focused and, and get the job done, really. You know, they deserve it because of what happened last year. Yeah, they do, but... You know, I, start, I suppose that's last year, isn't it? I mean, you, you're only as good as your next it's, game. It's, 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 you know, it's, it's in the hands of the gods, as they yeah, say. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's one of those yeah. things. But if you go on from what happened last year, you know, they certainly deserve it this year. Oh, 100%. 100%. And, and they've taken off, you know, that they're, they're up at the top again. Yep. Um, but you just hope that we can get out of this COVID because if it goes on much longer, you've got to start asking the question, will they get a chance to finish the league again? Yeah. You know, so it's, and if that doesn't happen, then then you are really, you know, looking at another year. Yeah. Hopefully the backing will still be there, you know. Stadium will be a bit bit closer again. Yeah. So it's, but yeah, no, they deserve to be out of the league and, and hopefully they'll get to. Absolutely. Going on, on to a lighter note, Sean, what's your, who's the favourite player you've, you've ever played with and against? Oh, I've played with so many good football players. I've been quite lucky in terms of that, you know, we touched on it earlier when I was at school, I got to play with mm. Gareth and mm. see him. So it's, oh, I've just played with so many good football players. It would be unfair of me to pick one. Right. It's, the best, the, the one that you used to like taking the piss out of the most. Come on, someone who, uh, <laughs> come on. Too many of them, mate. It's uh, <laughs> far too many of them. But I think, I think, I, I used to love playing with Addy. Mm. Easy for me to say that because I grew up with him, you know, mm. so he used to live next door to me and his mm. brother Tim, but, I always felt Addy was underrated, locally, especially locally. I just yeah. thought when he was in his prime, he was an absolute handful to play against. And he was, yeah, I, yeah. I used to like playing alongside Addy because I knew 
put the ball up the top end of the pitch and it'll stay up there a long time. So it made my job easier. And then also knowing that I had Lee Worgan behind me. Yeah. You know, sometimes I felt like I didn't have to do much. <laughs> so it, was, it was good. Yeah, I'll say, I, you know, I've played with Addy. We had Bradley Goldberg, um, who was hell of a football player as well. He was, yeah. And, and we, you know, we had some good loan signings in. I think Harry Pell was there when um, Tony Dolby was manager. Yeah, I've played, I played with, uh, played with some good football players. To be fair, and yeah, really good football players. So I've been quite lucky in terms of that. And opposition. Uh, in terms of taking the piss out of anybody. Yeah, come on, opposition. Come on. God, dear, oh dear. I can't think off the top of my head. To be honest with you, I just, I just used to wind everyone up. <laughs> I just. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah, I just used to chirp well, people's ear all the time. It was. All right, favourite games then. So the, the, your opposition, favourite yeah. opposition that you used to be well up for. What 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 game would that be? Any game that was physical. Mm. You know, I used to. I mean, to be fair, back then a lot of games used to be more physical than what they are now. Yeah. But you used to go to like Cray Wanderers away. Mm. You know that was going to be a battle. Mm. You know, your teams like your Hornchurch away, and you know all those sort of like teams that you knew was going to be six foot plus players all over the pitch set pieces, you know, bombarding yeah. you. And you knew you were going to have a lot of defending to do. I used to love them games. Mm. And because you're testing yourself, I always think I was always decent in the air and, and you want to be tested on that. And that they were always the best games for me. We can go and get stuck in and mm. when the referee used to let it go a bit more uh-huh. because both teams are doing it. Yeah. It's, you know, nowadays if you get one team that's physical and one team that's technical, the referee, you know, it's a yeah. bit more of a stop-start game. But, Back then, if you had two physical teams going at it, the referees used to be a bit more lenient. So, I used to, yeah, I used to love them games. Listen, Sean, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, mate. Thank you. Yeah, and to your dogs as well. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, pleasure. From from my point of view, saw many of your games. You always gave a hundred and fifty percent, and it was all, it was a pleasure to watch. I particularly like that game uh, you played Hastings. Is it last year? What was that? Was it the friendly? The Man United one. No, no, no. Yeah, you were good in that, but you were playing for Hollington. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny. And and Radari trying to get by you, mate. That, that <laughs> was so funny. Yeah. Well, that and Ansu. It was Ansu was playing, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. 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 And he, he's moaning away and you're laughing at him. It was well, but great entertainment. <laughs> but, really uh, nice this is yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> Please take care. Um, well and, I'll uh, see you up at the pilot field soon anyway, because I'll be up there. Oh, of course you will. So, okay. Uh, yeah, cheers, Sean. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Yeah, see you, mate. Bye. Bye. See mate. Bye. Pat McCrossan's New Year's song pick of the week.
Because if you have a choice, even if you cannot hear my voice, I'll be right beside you, dear. Here's a few words I had with Kenny Pogue, followed by a lot of love coming from the heart from all the Hastings family. How are you, Chris? Hey, all right, mate. How's it going? Not too bad, yourself? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Can't can't really grumble, you know. We're all still no. here. <laughs> yeah. Harsh language. Um, yeah. Cheers for doing this, Kenny. No worries, mate. Yeah, you know, it's a shout out to the fans. Whatever you want to do. You can, you know, you can slag us all off. You could do whatever you like. So, you know, well, you normally do. Yeah, it's. I mean, I'd, I'm just trying my best to not to not get down about it. You know, you know, you just think, oh, come on, like, you know, we need a break, don't we? Really, you know, after last yeah, season well, and that. And you I just, think that's the that's the worst thing about the whole thing. It's, it's to not know, isn't it? Well, yeah. Someone said to us, right, you're back, your first game is back, is 8th of, uh, of January or something. Yeah. Then, do you know what I mean? You've got something to look forward to and your motivation's up, isn't it? But yeah. as it stands, everything, keep going on or something else you hear about or another, another bit of this, another bit of that. And it's just so hard to, don't get me wrong, it doesn't take much to get up for it or back to the motivation, but yeah. you could not get out of it at the minute. Cause we you only you, man, didn't you? For God's sake. You know what I mean? You ain't got a clue what's, what's happening or when it's going to restart or, or nothing, yeah. you know? So... Yes, it's weird times. Weird times. How, how, how are all the other lads? Are they all right? I mean, you keep yeah, in contact with them. Yeah, I think there's a little a couple of lads weren't feeling too great a few weeks back. I think most people were just sort of relaxed over Christmas and mm. tried to get themselves feeling fit again. And that's it. I mean, me personally, I, I felt rough for a few days. Yeah. Uh, nothing too bad. I'm sure there's a lot bit worse than me. Do you know what I mean? It's not. I wasn't too bad at all, to be honest. But yeah, and all I've done really is just. Spend the time. I've got any other option, but spend more time with the family, and that's been about it, really. But to be honest, yeah. with you, my, my mind's crawling the walls at the minute. I do need to get out. And well, I was saying the same thing. Like I, time. I love my, I love my family. I'm a family man. I love my family, but you know, there's nothing like a nice pub or going to watch football, or whatever. You know, just, just you need, you need your space. You know, and um, I and the thing is, like, with, like saying, our dressing rooms are real. To be honest, I see with work as well. I see a lot of them. Probably the same amount as I've seen my actual family, you know? So yeah. When you go, and you know yourself, when you've got kids and families and stuff, that's your little release to get to football. Yeah. And spend a couple of hours with the boys and put in a bit of graft, and then, you know what I mean? And then you come home and appreciate everything a bit more. But at the minute, it's just been taken away from us, and it's, it's hard. It's hard not to see the boys a couple of times yeah. a week, you know? Anyway, oh yeah. Harsh language. You're supposed to be cheering us up, Kenny, for harsh language. <laughs> <laughs> No, it does. Yeah, <laughs> crack on, crack on, mate. Well, yeah, just like I say, it's a bit, a bit of positivity. It's just been to hope that we can get back as soon as possible, really, and to start seeing everyone again and hope for a better outcome than what happened last time. Because I mean, no one wants to see the league just get dismissed again, like it, like it was. Do you know what I mean? Because I, I just think, as a group of players and management, and the amount of work that goes into everything, really, not just the football side of things, but behind the scenes. To, to go through this is probably one of the hardest things I think most of us will probably ever go through. Yeah. I mean, for, especially for the older lads like myself, Gary Elphick, Sam Adams, like 
you know, it's probably our last couple of years. And this is the time that we was all looking forward to being crowned champions and, and signing off of a bank, you know. Mm. It's almost like it's getting to taken away from us out of our hands. Yeah. So, yeah, just try, try to be as positive as we can, really, to, to hope and fingers crossed that we do get back to it as soon as possible. And, yeah, and we can just carry on where we left off and pick up as many points as we can. I'm, I'm confident, and I'm sure a few other boys are, that we'll, um, we'll come out on top. Well, yeah, Kenny, I mean, I know you, you, you wish everyone a happy new year. Um, of course, yeah. I mean, like, like I would say, all the players, staff, fans, everyone involved with the club, really, mate. Yeah, I hope everyone does have a good new year. Yeah. And, um, better times are ahead, hopefully. Oh, I certainly hope so. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I can imagine for you lot, because obviously, I know there's quite a few diehard fans with the drum and stuff that comes at home and away. So they're at the house three times a week. And they go to the women's as well for everyone. Just to get back as soon as possible, would it? Yeah, because it ain't just you lot. You know what I mean? Uh, from from our of us fans' points of view, you, you know that we got our little the fans yeah. and the banter and that. But it's, I mean, it's mainly it's you lot. You know, because first of all, you were playing such great football. Who, who could argue with? You know, we were winning. We would. You know, it was it's all looking rosy. Oh, this is getting depressing, Kenny. Hey, fuck, I'm jump, I'm jumping out this window, mate. I'm out. I'll tell you. <laughs> Without trying to sound depressing again, that, that's that's the same thing. Yeah. I mean, when we go to football and we have a two hours, three hours training session, and it's quick and it's sharp and it's like you come, it's, it's weird. Like you look forward to training because yeah. all the lads are on it. Do you know what I mean? They love to see each other. We have a banter after the training. We would spend half hour, an hour afterwards. That's when we do our little bonding bit. Yeah. And then obviously when the games come, we we do play good football and it's enjoyable. And I mean, for me personally. Obviously, I played a lot more this year than what I, I was last year. Mm. On a personal level, I'm really enjoying it. And I don't want it to stop. I don't want it to end. And it's, I felt it just got taken away just at the wrong time for us because we was, like, on a personal level, not saying I was a 10 out of 10 every game. It was far from it. But I was managing to managing to contribute. And yeah, you were. Like I say, and it's um, so many other lads. I mean, Pope, he's just started getting going. And once yeah. he starts, it's hard to stop him. Do you know what I mean? He, he'd have probably been on God knows how many goals by now. Yeah. Sammy, Sammy's banging him in. You know, all the lads, all the lads are playing well. Hardly conceding again as usual, and it's just, uh, just frustrating, really. It's yeah. just so frustrating because all you want to do is just get out there and, and continue what, where we left off. But it's, it's just so hard. Okay, Kenny, you got to end this on a bright note, though. Come on. Yeah, no. So what I like to say, mate, the bright note would have to be just when we get back to believe us, we will do everything in our power to make sure we're crowned champions. I'm pretty sure that that's what's going to happen, mate. Excellent. Well, if this, uh, there. Look, I mean, let's be, let's be honest, football's going to resume at some point, whether yeah. it's two weeks' time, two months' time, or two years' time, do you know what I mean? It's going to resume. Yeah. Um, it's, all we've got to do is just look forward to what it does, and I'm pretty sure most of the personnel will still be around, the fans will still be there, and whatever team is there or isn't there, I'm not pretty sure you're going to get the same outcome and the same sort of football, so we look at that as a positive way. Oh, good. Top man, Kenny. All right, mate. Well, that, yeah, look, and you have a good New Year's. And, um, yeah, and the same to you all, mate. We're sure to add. Uh, yeah, of course I will. All right, mate. You take care, yeah? And yourself, mate. Take care, Ken. Bye. Bye-bye. First of all, can I say a happy new year to you all? I'm Dave Warmrod, president of Hastings United Football Club. As we reach the end of what has been far from normal year, I would like to extend my thanks to all our loyal supporters for the fantastic support you have all given to the club during 2020. Let's hope we can restart the season as soon as possible and achieve our main aim of winning promotion 
to the Ismaili Premier Division. I'd like to wish all our supporters and the many club volunteers who the club would be lost without a very happy new year and best wishes for 21. Hopefully we will see you all back at the pilot field in the not too distant future. In the meanwhile, hopefully you can all keep well and stay safe. I'd just like to say I miss having my chats uh, as people come into the ground. I'm always standing up near where Phil and Barbara sell the 50-50s. I particularly miss my half-time piece of swish roll in the ballroom, but we do get by because I bring a supply of Kit Kats, which we can sit in the director's box and eat. Wishing you all a happy new year. Hi, to all the Hastings loyal supporters. It's Terry White here. Hope you've all had a happy and joyous Christmas, despite what's gone on this year. And I hope you all have a pleasant and prosperous 2021. I know it's been a rubbish year and some people are struggling. If anybody needs any help or support, just please, please, please give Chris a ring. He'll have my number and I'm quite happy to ring or talk to any of you in the coming months. Take care, stay safe, all the best, tell. Hi, it's Dave Russell, also known as Safety Dave. I would like to wish everyone a happy new year. Hopefully we will get back to football soon. Until then, stay patient. Good things come to those who wait. Stay safe and a happy new year. Hi guys, it's John Gale here, otherwise known as Windy. Just want to wish you all a happy new year. Hope the um, season has been okay for you guys. Uh, personally, I found it quite frustrating. Not being able to get a ticket on the door has been a big problem for me because I can't commit to getting a ticket early because of uh, other commitments. So I haven't seen any games this season, and I know you have, and uh, I've really appreciated all your updates and stuff like that that's been going on, especially from people like Wayne and Chris. And It's just been good to keep on top of things so I've been watching from afar obviously supporting from afar but yeah on a personal basis bloody frustrating but there you go I'm sure it is for everybody else but a lot of you have been managing to get to the games just bear in mind you've got to keep yourself safe and keep everybody else safe and at the end of the day if you if you know of anybody who's in any problems and uh, suffering a bit mentally over all of this Covid malarkey then give them a ring and uh, make sure you're there for them. Uh, sometimes just a little chat helps. I've found that. So, yep. Keep your chins up, everybody. I hope the team does all right and once the football uh, gets going again. But in the meantime, up the use. Good afternoon, ladies and gents. Shana Greenaway, Hastings United goalkeeper. I just wanted to wish you all a very Merry Christmas from my family to yours. I hope you're seeing the new year in in style and you're going to have a, a tip or two. I certainly will be. It's a good thing I'm doing this whilst I'm sober. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say after such a rubbish, horrific, horrendous year that we've had, if it's taught us anything, it's taught us to be grateful, happy and content with what we have, who we have around us, the people in our lives. Hold those people dear to you into 2021. Look after them, cherish them. Uh, they've been there at the worst time. They're going to be there at the best times. So, yeah, if it's taught you anything, just let it teach you to be grateful and happy for what you do have and good things will follow. So, yeah, a bit of a song that I have for you all. I'm not much of a singer, but 2021 is going to bring us 
three trophies, two cup finals, and I might even save a penalty. Happy New Year, Hastings fans! Hi everyone, it's um, Pat here, Vice Chairman, hoping that uh, you had a restful Christmas and are looking forward to a much better New Year than the one that we've perhaps all had last year. I know some of you have had real struggles through the past year, um, through employment issues, being unwell, feeling isolated. And I truly hope that for all of us and for you, um, that this next year brings much more light and much more hope. And I know this hope will be coming in the form of the vaccine and I'm certain that as that increases, the COVID will retreat and then we will all begin to start getting back to normal, getting back to the pilot field, cheering on the boys and girls and being the great family that we are. But in the meantime, please look after yourselves. If you feel alone or isolated and just want to chat, get in touch with us by private message or on at club at hastingsunited.com and one of us will get back to you. You don't have to be alone. Happy New Year and we'll see you soon. Hi everyone, a message from Hastings United Pilot Bar. Happy New Year to you all. We look forward to seeing you back at the bar in the new year. Thank you from Sam, Chloe, Rosie, Martin and Charlie. Happy New Year guys. This is Robbie, the abuser of refs. 2020 may have been a difficult year for many different reasons. Pandemic, being robbed of the league and worse, having to listen to Chris Lavlick on a weekly basis. But 2021 will be our year, used fans. Aggie and his magic genes will guide us to victory, and it won't be long to discover, celebrate, and drink. And of course, mock Pat McCrossan when Leeds get relegated. Come on, you use. Hi there, it's Sophie from the Hastings women's team. Uh, just a quick message to wish everyone a happy new year. 2020's definitely been a crazy year, but there have been some highlights. So the women's team being set up was fantastic, and I was definitely attracted to the prospect and the future of the club, which is why I signed. I thoroughly enjoyed playing football. Again, for Hastings, um, the support that we have from the town is absolutely fantastic. The staff, the players um, have been amazing. So yeah, Hopefully 2021 will be much better and hopefully, fingers crossed, we will be back playing football soon because I definitely, definitely miss it. Take care and hope you all have a lovely new year. On behalf of the staff, the players and uh, myself, I just wanted to wish all of our um, Hastings United supporters a happy new year. It's, it's been a crazy 2020, as we all know. been lots of highs and there's also been a few lows. We miss you. We miss Saturdays at the pilot field, Tuesday nights at the pilot field under lights. Fantastic support, in particular that behind the goal support, which which has on more than one occasion sucked a winning goal into the net uh, over the past couple of years. We miss our away days where our supporters outnumber the opposite the opposition support in their own backyard week in week out. We all really miss uh, miss our time together. But Touchwood, 2021 will be a better year in terms of less interruptions. Uh, on the pitch but most importantly we hope it's a better year in terms of everyone being safe and well and that's the most important thing uh, irrelevant at football hope everyone is safe and well whether it's a week two weeks a month six months a year look forward to um, seeing you all again but most importantly in the meantime stay safe stay happy try and stay healthy hi everyone it's me from the hastings united women's team i just wanted to come on here and say you've been amazing for 2020 it's possibly the most inconsistent and disruptive year i've ever known in my 16 years of wonderful life but 
all the supporters of Hastings United have been there through thick and thin since I've joined the club this year. You've been amazing and I just want to come on here and wish you all a better 2021. Each and every one of you deserve it. You've been so strong and so consistent and always coming out and seeing all the matches. Some have even travelled on their own accord to come stand in the rain and watch us and you've all just been amazing so I just want to wish you all a better 2021 and that it's a lot better than this year. You've all been amazing, thank you. Happy New Year Hastings United fans, it's Adam Smith here, chairman of the Hastings United Independent Supporters Club. I know this year's been pretty tough but brighter things are to come and with all sticking together the Hastings United family will get through it. On a note from the Supporters Club itself, thank you to everyone that's joined, everyone that's supported us this year. The numbers have been absolutely fantastic. And once we can, we look forward to putting on some events for all of you. So take care, stay safe, and we'll see you soon. Hi, it's Dave Russell, also known as Safety Dave. I would like to wish everyone a happy new year. Hopefully we will get back to football soon. Until then, stay patient. Good things come to those who wait. Stay safe and a happy new year. Hi all, this is Bob Quinn. I am privileged to be the Hastings United match reporter for the men's first team. First of all, I truly hope everyone is safe and well. Like me, you are no doubt missing the football. These are uncertain times for sure. But at some point, the pilot field will be full once more. The drum will be loud and proud. The guys behind the goal will remove their shirts, whatever the weather. The stands will roar to celebrate another goal, another victory. And United will still be the team everyone wants to beat. Soon, I hope, we'll be back wearing our shirts, scarves, hats and badges, proud to display our affiliation, honoured to support this fantastic football club. I wish everyone a happy new year. I hope to see you all very soon watching the boys in Claret. And come on, you use. Hello, it's George here. Just want to wish everyone connected with Hastings United a happy new year and a prosperous 2021. I know many, like I do, consider it a family and can't wait to get the family back together. And give a shout out to Chris for making sure this podcast has been going ahead, keeping us in touch with the club and the people surrounding it. It almost makes up for him sneaking into grounds for free on the basis that he works for some NHS franchise. So thanks, Chris. Nice one. Happy new year to you all. Take care. Hi everyone, it's Becca here from the women's team. Just wanting to wish you all a happy and healthy new year. 2020 may not have been the year that we anticipated or at parts have enjoyed, but just remember that it's not permanent what we're going through, it's only temporary. And fingers crossed we'll be back watching and playing football as soon as possible. A huge highlight for this year for me has been joining and being a part of the Hastings family. So just a big thanks to all the supporters, the staff and the players for the continued love and support that I've received. And here's to a brighter 2021. See you all in the new year, hopefully. Evening always. A big call out from John, so-called Aggie Out Wheels. Just wanted to wish everyone a, a good new year and um, hope everyone's well and, and surviving. There's been low spots and high spots over the year and um, the Hastings United family support has been a really great boost through this strange year. A couple of highlights of my year, obviously before Chris Pace in his 
Dicko's tackle, but also in my mind is George hanging on to his drumstick while others were trying to grab it valiantly. Um, it's been these things get etched on your memory. Look forward to reuniting in a new year at the pilot field with with this big, dysfunctional, supportive, amazing Hastings United family. All the best to everyone. Cheers, bye. That's it for another week, Hastings fans. I'm going to try and keep this going despite there being no football, but I need your help and I need your feedback, as ever, by email at hufcpod at gmail.com or on Twitter at hufcpodcast. All that remains to be said is, I've been your host, Chris Fabric. Hope you have a good week, and of course, have a happy new year, Hastings family. 